Hello, my friends. D.L. Anderson here. Welcome back to Transformation by Truth podcast as we share the truth concerning these last days and what you must do to save yourself from the violent times that are just ahead. Today's podcast is a word of truth accounting of the end times. The end is coming. The end is near. Today's podcast is entitled End Times 232, The Sequence of the Restoration, Part 2. The podcast objectives are analyze the rise of the messengers in the first season in these last days, analyze the only way we can be led by the Spirit, analyze how we acquire spiritual vision, and analyze the importance of moving with fear. This lesson contains timelines and other visuals. Therefore, if you are listening to the podcast, I advise you to watch the video version on our website or YouTube or request a PDF of the lesson so you can add the visual effect. You are now believing a lie. Now, in the most recent podcast, we began analyzing the sequence of the restoration of the nation of Israel. That is, the order of the events which occurred during this season. They are the signs which confirm this season has indeed come and gone. To this end, we unveiled the seven major events that occurred during the restoration of the nation. And we came to see the order in which they occurred. Seven signs which confirm the time of the first season in these last days. These seven events are captured in the timeline below. They are spiritual death, the rise of the messengers, the dissemination of the message, the unification of the nation, spiritual renaissance, the healing of the nation, and the preparation of the nation. These events all occurred approximately during 2000 CE and 2020 CE, i.e., we just witnessed it. Now, in the most recent podcast, we analyzed the first event in this timeline, that is, spiritual death, and we used the word of truth to prove the nation was in a state of spiritual death at the beginning of the restoration. From now, we will analyze the remaining six primary events that make up the restoration of the nation using the word of truth to validate their occurrence and the order in which they occurred. That brings us to the rise of the messengers, an event highlighted by men and women authorized by Elohim to teach and preach the restoration message. Now, the key here is that these messengers 
were authorized by the Father. They were provided spiritual license to speak on his behalf. Here is why this is important. The same manner in which Elohim raises up his messengers to champion every great work within the earth, the enemy raises up his messengers to counter these great works and to lead every slothful servant astray. Here lies the inflection, namely, the messengers of Satan are not preaching an altogether different message. As a matter of fact, they are preaching a very similar message. The primary difference is that the message they are preaching has been contaminated with errors. It contains some of the authentic components of the restoration message, but it also contains fractions of untruth and it contains lies. Here lies the problem. The focal reason why the enemy has taken this approach and the impetus behind the rise of an army of false prophets who are preaching a contaminated version of the restoration message. I ask you to consider the following interest point carefully and beware. All it takes is one error to compromise any doctrine and all who follow it, even if every other component of said doctrine is true. Satan knows this, and thus he doesn't try to deceive the elect with bold-faced lies and obvious errors. Quite the contrary, he seizes and vilifies the truth by adding a small fraction of untruth to it, creating an altogether different doctrine. Here's what he's betting on. He's betting that you're not going to be diligent enough in your spiritual studies, prayer, fasting, and focus to identify the small fraction of untruth he inserted into the equation. And since the rest of the doctrine is in fact true, you will receive it. And in receiving, you are now believing a lie. The only way to be led is to follow. Now, the fact that we are speaking about this occasion from a historical perspective speaks for itself. To it, those who fell query to the enemy and these vices were not heeding the restoration message. Rather, they were adhering to false prophets and doctrines of devils. This is why they will not obtain the seal of Elohim even if they adhere to 99% of the restoration message. It's because the remaining 1% they are not following is a derivative of the spirit of truth, i.e. the vehicle by which we are sealed. If you have the spirit of truth and you are following him, you won't have a hard time identifying these imposters. This is true, even though they might look, dress, or even speak the part. 
Here is why. The only way to be led by the spirit of truth is to follow every facet of truth the Father reveals to you. For that reason, those who have adhered to the restoration message in spirit and truth have made a great deal of spiritual progress since the beginning of this season. On the other hand, those who have not adhered to the true message of restoration have not made spiritual progress, for it is impossible to progress the work of the Spirit without wholly adhering to His direction. This is why many assemblies who claim to be of the restoration are as divided and as convoluted as the conglomerate church. It's because they adhered to a messenger who was neither licensed nor authorized by Elohim, and thus their message was not true restoration. For where there is no authorization, there can be no license. And where there is no license, there can be no spirit. And where there is no spirit, there is no truth. For one half of the truth, or any other fraction thereof, cannot be classified as truth. Acquiring Spiritual Vision Now, this brings us to the third major event within the restoration of the nation of Israel. That is, the dissemination of the message. This event should be looked at as the validation of the true messengers who were licensed to preach and teach the restoration message. Explicitly, those who were authorized to preach and teach the restoration message would fit the spiritual bill, i.e., we would prophesy in the likeness of the messengers who came before us. Ezekiel 37.7 reads, And I prophesied as I was commanded, and as I prophesied, there was a noise and there was a shaking, and the bones came together, bone to bone. In this passage, we find three distinct happenings that occurred when Ezekiel prophesied the restoration message. One, a noise two, a shaking, and three, a unification, that is, bones coming together. In this verse, noise, which is more properly rendered as sound, indicates the arrival of the set-apart spirit of Elohim, which is accompanied by a proclamation. Not only this, but the proclamation of the Spirit is also accompanied by revelation. To wit, those who have a spiritual ear to hear what may sound like noise to everyone else are simultaneously acquiring spiritual vision. This model of vision is one of the most critical spiritual models in these last days. For not only must we obtain this vision, on multiple occasions in each season, 
some matters are more universally vital than others. Consider this. The call to flee mystery Babel will follow this spiritual model. To wit, the spirit will alert the chosen elect of the hour, and he will provide us with the spiritual vision and means to execute our exodus plans. All others will continue with their lives as if nothing is happening, as in the days of Noah. For they do not have a spiritual ear to hear, and thus they were never truly restored. They are not under the restoration. This is why many of the texts refer to the proclamation of the Spirit in Ezekiel 37 as noise as opposed to sound. For what appeared to be noise was only audible to those who had been chosen. And even Ezekiel cannot perceive the sound. Most fascinating. Moving with fear. Now, after the spiritual proclamation in Ezekiel 37, there was a rattling. Some texts will use the word shaking or quaking when referring to this event. In either and every case, here is the most critical thing you need to know about this event. The shaking that followed the spiritual sound was instigated by fear, vis-a-vis -vis a healthy amount of primal fear and a high degree of reverence for the one who was bringing this event to pass. Here again, we find ourselves in the similar position as Noah prior to the flood, the same way he moved with fear upon understanding the Father's plan to destroy the earth with water, we are moving with fear upon understanding the Father's plan to execute even greater judgments in these last days. Hebrews 11.7 reads, By faith, Noah, having been warned of what was yet unseen, moved with fear, prepared an ark to save his house, through which he condemned the world and became heir of the righteousness, which is by faith. This brings us to the third and final event associated with the dissemination of the message. That is, the unification of the chosen elect. This is the part in Ezekiel's prophecy where the bones begin coming together. Now, it shouldn't be too difficult to understand how these bones represent the nation of Israel. Neither should it be too difficult to conclude how the unification of the nation is established upon the proclamation and the shaking. That is to say, the Father is not unifying everyone who claims to be of the restoration. He is not bringing together everyone who uses his name or the name of his son. Neither is he coalescing a physical seed of man. On the contrary, Yahuwah is unifying a set-apart people who have responded 
to the message of restoration in spirit and in truth. You'll know because these chosen ones are not linking up for non-spiritual purposes or non-spiritual bases. Quite the contrary, the unification of these faithful few is as dynamic as the moving of the spirit. It is not casual. It is official. It is not happenstance. It was preordained. It is not man-made. It is the will of Elohim. And like Noah, one of the primary expressions of holiness, which unites us and binds us together into one, is the fear of Elohim. We too are moving with fear and preparing an ark to save ourselves and our families. Malachi 3.16 reads, Then shall those who fear Yahuwah speak often to one another, and Yahuwah listens and hears, and a book of remembrance be written before him of those who fear Yahuwah and those who think upon his name. Remember, something worse than the flood is coming, and surviving it is not something we can do on our own. And thus, Elohim is unifying those who heard the sound and were shaken. And now we stand hand to hand, bone to bone. We are making our preparations and soon we'll be going home. Now, here is the final word. Now that you know the truth of the message, whose report did you believe? I ask this question somewhat facetiously, for the majority have made their beds and will never recover from the miscalculations they made during the first season and these last days. Alas, they will never recover from following messengers of Satan who had a form of godliness and preached a message which appeared right to unfaithful men, but the end thereof is destruction, and thus these will be destroyed. As for the rest of us, be not high-minded, but watch and pray. And remember, we are all just one crucial mistake from failing this quest. And oh, what a price to pay. Now, here is what's next. We can play today's podcast, End Times 2.32, The Sequence of the Restoration, Part 2. And the next podcast is entitled, End Times 2.34, The Sequence of the Restoration, Part 3. I will post this podcast on Monday, October 16th, 2023. Until then, my friends, continue to be led by the spirit of Elohim. Continue to watch. Continue to pray. Continue in fasting. And most of all, continue to be focused. For the end is coming. The end is near. 